This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. And Jay, we talked about last week how we got that nice, like, bur- last burst of nice weather, and uh, it's gone. It is very yeah, gone. Th- it's windy. <laughs> it's cold. It's not great. Yeah, this weekend just kicked us right in the pills. Just a f- f- harsh reminder that we're in the middle of November somehow, by the way. Somehow we are in the middle of November. I can't believe that. Every time I'm, I look at my phone, like, what day is it today? November 15th. What the hell? Yeah. How this, is it possible? Seriously, this year feels like it's been a decade and two months at the same time. Yeah, it really has. It's been really strange. You're obviously that goes without saying. But yeah, you're, you're right. That That is an accurate portrayal of time is somehow standing still and flying at the same time. I don't know, but that's why we have uh, that's why we have food and everything to, you know, keep us comfortable. And so we gain weight and we stay warmer because, you know, hibernation is science. Yeah, well, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias at I'm Fat Pod. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook at I'm Fat Pod. We've got a Patreon site, patreon.com slash I'm Fat Pod. Check out our Tee Public shop. We launched two new designs this week. We've got the Fat Guy Christmas, which is a Thanksgiving shirt. It's just a big turkey. It says Fat Guy Christmas on it. We've also got the Fat Santa shirt. It's Santa Claus with the reflection of our logo in his sunglasses. So some cool new holiday designs for you up at our Tee Public shop right now. Visit the link tree links in our social media bios to get to our page directly. Uh, that way it benefits the podcast the most and anything you buy from T public, even if you don't plan on buying I'm fat podcast stuff, if you use our link, Rick and I get a cut. So we would greatly appreciate it. If you did that, email us, I'm fat at gmail.com. And of course, rate review, subscribe, all that good stuff. The Apple podcast ratings and subscriptions are very, very, very helpful. So if you got a few minutes, hit us up with a five-star review and uh, say some nice words about us there. And that really helps with our visibility. Absolutely. So with this weather, I saw it's not a pick three, but it's a pick which is your favorite. And there's nine options here. Now, I'm a staunch proponent of soup is only appropriate when it's cold out. Yes, I I, the people that are able to have soup year round, like soup in the summer, get out of here. Yeah. And unless you're really sick. Sure. That's yeah. There's no there's no excuse to have soup in the summer. Like you walk in and it's like July 15th. It's 85 degrees out. You've been cutting the lawn. You know what I want? Soup. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. I I don't. I want to freeze pop. Damn it. That's what I want. (laughs) Yes. I don't need this like, you know, complex soup that, you know, has been sitting there and building flavors for hours. No. You know what I need? Flavoring and ice. That's what I need. (laughs) Maybe freeze some soup for the summer, Rick. Just like put some minestrone in a tube and just (laughs) snack on that during the day in the summer. I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So this so this asks, what are the best soups? And actually, I can't count. There's 12 options here. Uh, So yay counting. The the options are tomato, chicken noodle, clam chowder, minestrone, French onion, broccoli cheddar, matzo ball, wonton, tortilla, lobster bisque pho and lentil yeah to me there's no contest on this list i i mean chicken noodle is the greatest soup there there's no argument i think it's kind of the go-to soup if you want soup you know it's there every time you go to a restaurant it's going to be available uh so for me it's more of a question of what's second best because to me 
chicken noodle is the goat and it's by mm-hmm. a wide wide margin yeah i 100 percent agree maybe we're just simpletons here but uh for one thing you can get your fa out of here uh that's one thing for sure uh, so I have <laughs> I, I saw French onion and it made me laugh because I have this really dumb story that may or may not be funny from uh, from college where. <laughs> OK, let's hear it. Well, and if it sucks, we'll delete it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I don't know why, but my my roommate, Nick. We had French onion soup or he wanted French onion soup, but he wrote down French union soap. <laughs> <laughs> we're like wait what so you spent all day in the uh pharmacy section of the store instead of the jewels instead of the soup section yeah i mean <laughs> i mean french union soap would be an interesting choice for dr squatch to go with but i don't recommend it no i don't that know if that would, would sell very well i don't think it would <laughs> but yeah so then every time after that and at the time this guy was talking about running for office in some way shape or form and we were like you realize and this was like the the most mild offense of that we had against him <laughs> to use his blackmail. But we were like, you realize you're never going to be able to do this. We will tell people about all this stuff, especially the soup thing, uh, because that's most mild. <laughs> if you ever try and run for office, shockingly, he didn't. He did not. Yeah. Well, now is the time. I mean, you know, it does, that's true. Very. It's very easy to get elected these days. Very few qualifications needed. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So for me, chicken noodle, I would like to. Uh, post an argument though for a soup that's not on the list chicken and dumplings yep. friends i mean it's basically chicken noodle with just big hunks of dough in it that is awesome my mom makes incredible chicken and dumplings so does hope they both make really good chicken and dumplings Ooh, see my number two is cream of chicken with rice okay the, sometimes i'm yeah. not a big cream soup guy it well so the one again this brings me back to college the one at the junction in dekalb at least in the time that i was there was incredible however the last time i went there i think they changed it oh because no. it wasn't as good or maybe it was just you know i caught a random bad batch but yeah, well that can happen yeah so so i'd like to to give it the benefit of the doubt but if you are by dekalb one why two uh <laughs> you should go to the junction and get it if you can i believe it was the hmm shoot which day of the, i forget which day of the week it's the special but i know it's available on their website so look for that go there get it because it was the best soup i ever had i remember the morning after my bachelor party we went to the junction, you know, to get things to make our stomach feel better and just, mm-hmm. you know, so, sop things up. And uh, I ended up getting two bowls of the cream of chicken with rice. And they, they well, it's only, healthy because of rice. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, chicken's healthy, too. Of course. Yeah. So I did that and it was incredible. And you just load it up with some, you know, with some crackers, too. And I'm in heaven. It's are so you, good. Are you an oyster cracker guy or a saltine guy? Um i'm i'll have either i guess i feel like it's more authentic if it's oyster cracker oh okay i hadn't thought of it that way but sure i i like the i like i go for saltines because they have a better soaking ability Mm -hmm. i think and you can spread them out better by the way i want to give a shout out to chilies their tortilla soup at chilies is really really good and it's legitimately spicy there's really no reason to go to chilies um, but if you're ever there, try the tortilla, or maybe it's a chicken enchilada soup. It's the same thing. It, whatever they call it, it's the same thing. Yeah. That's really, really good. But uh, on this list, though, you can get the lentilada there. Mm-hmm. I'm not having that. You can get the clam chowder out of there. Here's what I need to know, and maybe someone who works at a hibachi restaurant can tell me this. When you go to a hibachi place, you sit down, they give you a little bowl of broth with like little cut green onions in it and little slices of mushroom. And you got like a weird, like wide glass spoon. What is that soup called? I need the answer to that. It's just really salty, really good. It's, it warms you up when you eat it. But I can't get a name for it. Anytime I ask the chef, what is this called? He just says soup. I'm like, I know, but what kind of <laughs> soup? You know, I don't want to get into the whole thing because he's preparing everybody's meal. If you've worked at a hibachi before, let me know what this is called. My wife is overhearing me texting me. She said it's called Japanese clear soup. That's a terrible name. Yeah, it really is. That does not sound appealing at all. That makes me not want it. 
<laughs> yeah. Just because of the name. That's a terrible name. Awful yeah, name. That, re- that really is. Um, I think some of these are more, because of the area of the country we live in, probably less viable. True. Like, like the clam chowder, like the lobster bisque, that type of thing. Um, another one that I loved at, uh, have you ever been to a Zoop? <sighs> Don't get me started on Zoop. Good or this bad a- started. <laughs> I've never been there, but this is all summer. I told you we when we would leave our little air quotes vacation on quarantine was we would go to a beach in Michigan mm-hmm. and there was a, a restaurant called Zoop and I would be angry every time I saw it because I would say who in a lake town wants soup. Everyone's swimming in the lake. It's 90 degrees out there covered in sand. No one wants soup right now. True. And hopes like people live here. I'm like, I don't care. They can get soup somewhere else. Why would you open a standalone soup place in a lake town? So I have that mental block in my head. So no, I've never tried soup. It is good. Uh, there used to be one over. <laughs> well, it better be. There, there's one or there used to be one over by uh, IMS, the Lombard uh, location. And I would always get their potato cheddar soup. Oh, that oh, sounds good. Oh, it is. Friends. Yeah, how's baked potato soup not on this list? Yeah, this is a bit of an odd list. Yeah, it's trash. But like, I feel like if you get, if you went probably in California, you'd probably get more pho answers or wonton soup answers. Because like, I hear, like, I listen to some podcasts from people that are more West Coast based and they can't stop talking about pho. And I'm like, okay. Like, I've never had authentic. I've had it. For, I think I've had Trader Joe's pho and it was fine. Yeah. But I think if I had it like from a legit place, I bet I'd really like it. Probably. But it's but yeah, like here, we're not going to get that or at least probably not. So I guess yeah. just here. Unless you're in the right so neighborhood. Much. Right. You, you've got to find an authentic place. All right. Speaking of my wife who just walked in. Yeah. Tell me about Japanese clear soup. We had a bit of a uh, an argument this week. You two. Yeah, I know. I woke up and. Hope's wearing my red sweatshirt. I'm like, all right, whatever. Here's the thing. My red sweatshirt has a very heavy-duty zipper on it. Okay. Could you sleep in a sweatshirt with a zipper? Overnight, like in the covers, Ugh. in bed for the night, she slept with a zipper on. I. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. You're going to cut your face off. Why like, is your it, head inside the sweatshirt well, when you're, you're sleeping? Hit, you know, your neck is going to rub up against the metal or the zip part of it. We've got a million hoodies in this house. Why would you put on a zip up sweatshirt to sleep? That I could not odd. get over this. I was like, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to wake up a zipper face all over you and <laughs> bad things are going to happen. She's like, what are you talking about? It's just a sweatshirt. It's not hitting me anywhere. And she's accurately describing. She's showing me like, look, it's not. I don't have any marks on me. I cannot. Th- get past the fact that she went to bed with a zip up hoodie. I thought it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. I know I could never sleep that way and I can't sleep in many clothes anyway, unless I'm sick, but a zipper the that, hell that, I mean, I'm not quite as outraged as you, but I do think it's odd. Like for me, it doesn't matter how cold it is. I'm at most, I'm sleeping in a t-shirt and athletic shorts. Oh, that's so, too much for me. Yeah, well, yeah, most of the time it is for me, too. I'm talking like when we're in those like sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. I can get by with that, but most of the time, no sleeve, boxer briefs, maybe some athletic shorts because, you know, I got to have some purpose for them, Uh, and that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just a boxer briefs. That's it. That's all I wear to bed, regardless of weather. If it's really cold, I'll just put another blanket on. Okay. (laughs) Don't care. Nice. No clothes for me, thank you. But if I'm sick and I'm fevery, then I'll load up on sure. you know socks and sweatpants and a hoodie, and and then the fever breaks and you're <laughs> you're dying of heat. It's <laughs> the constant battle of getting your temperature correct. By the way, uh, not to shift things to a serious note, but dude, COVID is freaking out of control right now. I know twelve people with COVID. Jeez, twelve people, and I went through most of this like okay like oh my friend's dad has it or you know uh, a friend's cousin's uncle or whatever yeah i know 12 people directly that have covid and they're all within you know between the ages of 50 of like 30 and 50 Mm -hmm. and it's bad it's getting out of control i know that we're getting kind of uh like fatigue from the whole thing sure 
and we're tired of wearing a mask and we're tired of staying home and i'm guilty of it too i know that i slacked off over the last you know probably month or two i started getting a little flippant about things dude it is intensifying i know 12 i had to make a list last night of all the people i know with covid so be careful i know the vaccine seems to be close so that's good but man we got to get through this we got to get through this winter because it's getting bad to the point where icus are full again and i think someone said like one in every 300 people has it or something now in the chicagoland area like dude it's scary it's really scary so just be careful i know that you know it's not a political thing but some people think it is but just you know keep being safe and and you know chicago's Mm -hmm. saying essential trips only starting on monday so man we got to stock up on groceries and stay the hell home yeah yeah we really got to kind of it's almost like reset everybody's got to reset like i have you know both of my brothers have had it and one of my good friends had it uh i mean just a few weeks before she gave birth oh my god yeah so i mean she got through it just fine she had her baby oh by the way uh i i i would i do want to uh give a shout out to this baby that since I, <laughs> since I met, since I mentioned uh, that the mom had COVID, I won't say the parents' names just for sake of you know discretion there. Yeah, but this baby that my friend had nine pounds, Ooh. thirteen ounces. <laughs> he looked like, and like this is uh, her second son, uh, the with you know second guy. And the first guy was like a real scrawny, like kind of shorter, scrawnier dude. Mm -hmm. So the kid kind of obliged uh, and went with that. (laughs) Whereas this one, like, you know, the guy is much more built like you and me. Great dude. And uh, yeah, this this kid is a biggin. Awesome. Like he he looks like the babies that they use as newborns on TV (laughs) that are clearly not newborns, but like all he's missing is the hair. Right. Oh, that's awesome. I show you uh, pictures of my friend's daughter. I'll just say her initial E uh, at work. The fattest baby I've ever seen. Yeah. She's now a normie. She might be a skinny now at this point. She's, I think, seven or eight. She's no longer fat at all. But, dude, when she was a baby, that is the fattest baby ever. And I always would just pull up pictures of of her and just show. I'd be like, hey, Rick, look. And he would look over from running the board at the score and be like, oh, my God. (laughs) because <laughs> her mom would just send me pictures of her yeah. that she would stumble upon oh look at this fat one of baby e yep there she is in all of her glory she looks like the michelin man as a as a toddler <laughs> uh but yeah now she's a skinny kid so you know it comes and goes uh with growth by the way speaking of quarantine we talked about it last week big news the ps5 and xbox x are out series x yes i got my ps5 of course it's not that Lucky. i'm bitching but it said we'll be delivered by you know, 8 p.m. on Thursday. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, you know, chunk out, I cut out a large portion of the day to wait and it arrives at like the last possible minute to be there on time. So, and, and then the <laughs> UPS guy is walking up with it and it's big. Like the PS5 is huge and uh, it's it's weighty and he's trying, he, so he's kind of awkwardly holding the box and he's looking at the his phone to try to like verify the delivery. He's like, hang on a second and drops the box like on his foot i'm like no like what are you doing no but it was fine everything's fine uh ps5 is really cool i'm not gonna get super into it but um the controller that i read about this and i didn't really grasp what it was saying but it's like adaptive feedback so okay the triggers will tighten or loosen based on the situation oh so like in call of duty it feels like you're actually pulling the trigger of a gun and if it's a pistol, the L trigger is faster and the finger in the, you know, the to pull the trigger to shoot mm-hmm. is like tight. It's like an actual gun. Wow. If you're using a heavy gun, it takes when you push the L button down, it's slower and it gives more resistance. Same thing with 2K. If your guy is out of gas and you hit the turbo button, like the, the run fast button, it gives you resistance on it to indicate this player is tired. It's really cool. To me, that's the coolest next-gen feature of the PS5 so far. Is The graphics are great, of course. The frame rate is great. But the way they've um, upgraded the way controllers function is mm-hmm. absolutely unreal. It is so cool. 
Yeah, uh, I would like to be able to give a firsthand account. However, I haven't been able to acquire one because it has been a thing. So I didn't get the pre-order, which, you know, I guess my bad for not knowing like the pre-orders were going to happen like before the time that was rumored that they were going to happen. So I wasn't ready. Uh, and then on the day of, you know how like I, I constantly had a feed, uh, a tab going for place the Sony website and for Target and GameStop. And I knew Walmart was doing like kind of four different times that they were doing it. And I was there for three of the times. The other time I was recording a, a basketball camp podcast and uh, I was sitting there ready and refreshing. And each time I would get to the point where it would let me hit the checkout button and I couldn't go any further because the damn thing would crash. And you keep getting the screen that says, oh, dear, D-E-E-R. Ha, Walmart. I get it because Christmas and deers and stuff and ways and, to piss me and, off and kiss my ass give me my playstation seriously right. so we you and i will tag team this thing i need from you rick verbal permission okay that if i see a ps5 mm-hmm. available either the digital or the the disc edition sure that i have permission from you to order you a ps5 yes and then you will reimburse me i will all right so if i see it mm-hmm and it's available and I can get it. I'm okay. going to do it. And you've got it. But you got to pay me back like that day. That's the stipulation because I don't want to get first. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> that's very fair. Now, do you want payment in money or do you want payment in nuggets? Mm. Money can be converted to, for, to nuggets. So I'll take the money. OK, fair enough. Yeah. Plus the whole travel factor. You have to mail me nuggets. That's inconvenient. Yeah. Oh, you know what money can also be used for? What? To purchase this thing that I got in the mail this week. It's uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called uh, Chicago Blackhawks, the big 50. Oh, yeah, I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. It's by yeah. some guy uh, named Jay Zawoski. Kind of heard he's a jerk, but, you know, we should That's read true. it anyway. Uh, forward by Dave Boland. And I've got it in my hands. And uh, yeah, this hockey thing uh, actually seems decently interesting. Yeah, let's do that hockey. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Rick, <laughs> for organically mentioning my book. My book came out this week, last Wednesday. Uh, the Big 50, the men and moments that made the Chicago Blackhawks. You can get it anywhere you buy books, but I do recommend if you can in any way, shape, or form, support an independent bookseller if possible. My favorite is Bookies. You can go to bookiesbookstores.com to order from them. Also, this Wednesday, the 18th, I have a virtual event with the Athletics' Adam Johns, who wrote the Bears version of the Big 50. So we're going to do a virtual event together with Barber's Bookstores. So go to my Twitter, at jayzawoski670. All the information is there. I'll obviously be tweeting it out the day of so people can jump on. Uh, so join us at that virtual uh, Q&A meet and greet sort of a thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's cool that these publishers are getting creative uh, when, you know, because traditional signings, can't happen now because of covid they've got to get creative and find other ways and this is one of the ways they're doing it so i'm happy to be part of that with adam it's going to be great uh, i look forward to learning a lot about the bears and hopefully he's gonna uh, have some good hawks questions we'll be taking questions from the audience as well so very much looking forward to it thank you for mentioning that rick no problem and uh i assume they're doing this yeah there's covid and everything else but they don't know how they could literally like size wise fit all of your fans in the store just because a there's a lot of them and b there's a lot of each one of them yeah yeah i learned that on the uh on the old uh, bud light on the glass uh tour that my my fans resemble me very often very often yes. yeah yeah so yeah it's it probably you want to get the doorways reinforced all those sort of things so no but i'm looking forward to whatever they can come up with i was actually in lincoln park yesterday mm-hmm. uh we so what we did we we're watching fargo season four We've watched every season of Fargo, but this is filmed in Rogers Park, Blue Island, and then Uptown. I know there's some other places. So we took a drive to Rogers Park. We had nothing else to do. Weather was kind of dreary. So got in the car, drove up there, saw the house uh, from Fargo and across the street, the apartment they use. And then we're like, all right, well, we need to get lunch. So went to Chicago Bagel Authority on Armitage. It's one of my favorite places. There's one right under the Belmont L stop. The other one's on Armitage in Lincoln Park. And it's steamed bagels. I've talked about it before. So... Get that, eat it in the car, whatever. Drive away, turn the corner. I see a place, Rick, called Fatso's Last Stand. What? Yes, Fatso's Last Stand. It's a giant, uh, clearly like a, a hot dog burger stand. They've got a rotating sign, like back in the day, of a big hot dog. And I just turn the corner and go, 
what the hell is this place? <laughs> like, I screamed it. And Hope's like, are you okay? I'm like, why didn't we know about this five minutes ago before we ate? Looking at the menu, this is going to be my next city adventure as we're going to go try Fatso's Last Stand. Lincoln Park, there's another one in Ukrainian Village. Dude, the burgers, char-grilled or grilled smashed Fatso burgers. Served on a toasted bun includes fatso sauce, lettuce, tomato, and onions. Add applewood smoked bacon or fried egg for a buck fifty. Single fatso, single fatso with cheese, single fatso with Merck's cheddar. Yes. Wow. Double fatso, double fatso with cheese, double fatso with Merck's cheddar. Beyond burger. No. The ooey gooey, which is two smash patties stuffed with cheddar and served with fatso sauce, lettuce, tomato, and onions. Super ooey gooey. Which is Boy. two smash patties stuffed with Merck's cheddar, apple smoked bacon, jardinier, and fatso sauce, which I assume is a, is a thousand island. And here's what I'm getting: the Samuel Double Fatso Extreme, <laughs> <laughs> served with cheese, apple smoked bacon, and a fried egg. They've also got char dogs shakes. I know this won't appeal to you, Rick, but yeah. a Reese's peanut butter shake, dude. This place, just from the look of it. Mm-hmm. They also sell shrimp. Oh, this place looks awesome. I think we're going to try it next weekend. That's exciting. You should do it. You should do it before the uh, before we record next. I will. I'm going to try to do it before we okay. record. And I do have to run to the city this week to get more books. Okay. Um. So maybe I'll make a detour to Fat Cell's Last Stand and, and get myself. What is it? The Double Samuel. <laughs> I got to go back and find Sure. It. The Samuel Double Fatso Extreme. I want to name my first kid that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just name him Samuel and the other kids will take care of the other part. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why is his middle name DFSE? It's like, I don't, don't, it's a family name, you know, don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, you could make it an X. He's that's extreme. True. Yeah. You could do it that way. That's true. Uh, well, I'll, I'll hold up my end of the bargain because I have failed everybody because I forgot to go to, I love fries oh. this week. I know you ass. I know. Believe me, I'm depriving myself as much as anybody else. So this is uh, this this is on me. Uh, I have plenty of off days this week, so I will have time to be able to go there. I will make time to go there. And yeah, so I apologize. And I will try to balance it out by saying that we have an announcement for the podcast on a new segment that will be debuting next week, don't we? Yes, we do. Very excited about this. You may have heard on the score and on radio airwaves all over town. Our guy, David Hochberg, has joined the the I'm Fat Podcast, Homeside Financial, David Hochberg. Go to 56david.com. If you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance an existing home, you know by now he is the guy to call. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that I know I hadn't thought of, uh, just over a year ago when I was get, getting my house or looking into getting the condo that I have now is your credit because like your credit seems like it can be just like this nebulous thing that you don't know a whole lot about but David's there for you as well to help enhance your credit so if you get pre-approved and you don't like the numbers that you see so that you can be in a better position when you try and get the best in when you're trying to get the best interest rates david's here for you with that too it's if you want to get in contact with david and all of team hockberg 855-56-DAVID is the phone number 56david.com and also you can even listen on the radio on wgn that's am 720 for those keeping score at home Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Home Sweet Home Chicago. David is right there for you answering questions, giving tips. So it's he's a fantastic resource. And I know personally, I am really excited to have him as part of the I'm Fat podcast team because having recently been through the home buying process, I appreciate what he does even more and just making the process easier on all home buyers, especially dummies that were first time home buyers like myself. So hat tip to David, 855-56-DAVID. That's 56david.com. And reminder that Homeside Financial equal is an equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. All right. I'm so excited about Fatso's last stand, by the way. And, of course, David Hochberg being part of the <laughs> podcast. But I'm just still looking at the menu. It's it's just even the website is appealing. 
It's like red and yellow and blue, and it's just very stimulating to the eyes and stomach. Speaking of stomach, I had this revelation this week. Okay. Had a big giant lunch. I had uh, I went to Los right. Angeles. Yeah, I went to Los Angeles early this week, and Sounds as I always right. do, yeah, I order a pizza <laughs> and then I get a big boy beef sandwich okay. to have for lunch later in the week. So usually the big boy is good for two. It's like two beef sandwiches combined. But the other day I'm like, you know what? I'm really hungry. I ate the whole thing, and. Rick, I don't know if you had the same experience, but when you're really full, somehow lifting your T-shirt over your belly Mm -hmm. so just your belly is exposed, somehow that actually works. Oh, yeah. It eases the tension of your belly, and it makes you feel less full. And as soon as I did this, I put the note in my phone. Holy crap, that worked. I was sitting at my dinner table like a slob covered in uh, beef sandwich juice with just my belly hanging out from under my shirt, I'm like, oh, the sweet relief. I could have just stopped eating the sandwich, but that wasn't a true option. <laughs> so I finished the sandwich, <laughs> and I was feeling in pain, like, oh, I just ate like the size of two Tribunes worth of beef. Uh, so I just pulled the shirt over the belly, and I am telling you, man, do if we have a scientist or a doctor that listens, please explain. I'm fatpot at gmail.com. Why do I get relief when the t-shirt is lifted over the belly maybe it's the air hitting the belly and giving it some uh maybe comfort now and and those scientists also needed to uh figure out if running your hand over said exposed stomach enhances that feeling as well because i think it does (laughs) because now like i'll do that too hang on as you (laughs) as i was telling the story i literally had my shirt pulled up over my stomach and as you predicted, I was rubbing my belly. <laughs> I was literally the second you said that I had just finished rubbing my belly. Yep. Hey, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I had that experience this week, too, because uh, I did my my meal at Centro at Centro Burger again, where I got the burger. I got the fries. I got my drink. I got a second fry and I got a second drink because I have to make it seem like it's for two people. So I love that. So after eating that, I was very, very full and I was at home by myself and I'm like, you know what? Yep. Flipping the shirt up. Now I did the, like the logical stuff too, that like, I like literally is just makes your stomach feel better of like undo the top button on the pants. The belt is off all that stuff. Yeah. So all that along with the shirt pulled up along with rubbing my stomach. And then also like if I have something like carbonated to drink while I'm uh, while I'm eating that, then I'll go for like, I'll just like sip water to try and, you know, like trying to get something else in there to, to make things move a little bit. Yeah. Well that you got, you have to, you can't cause the worst feeling as much as we enjoy eating, mm-hmm. the worst feeling is being over full. Yes. I hate that. Or like you ever have where you drink too much water? Yes. And you just feel like you can't move? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I've got a. I guess this is a new fat hack that I just sort of stumbled stumbled across. I don't know if I've ever done that before, but man, it totally worked. It was amazing. (laughs) All right. Shall we get to some Ask a Fat questions? Well, we have. We want to announce that for next week, we have a brand new segment we're going to debut. Yes, we do. As you hear on the intro to our Ask a Fat segment on the lovely song performed by Russ Matera of The Score, the lyrics say, Ask a Fat about this and that. So that's the new show, the new segment, this or that. We want you guys to email us two things. They could be related, they could be unrelated, and we're going to have to pick a side. So you could say, for instance, chicken noodle soup or tortilla soup. You could say sausage pizza or pepperoni pizza. You could say, you know, Sprite or 7-Up. It doesn't even have to be food related. Right. It could be anything. So a mountain of possibilities. Send that to us. Uh, I'm fatpod at gmail.com or send us a tweet at I'm fatpod. And Rick and I will we'll, we'll answer two or three of those per week. Mm-hmm. And that'll be part of the Ask a Fat segment. Ask a Fat about this or that. So I think that's going to be fun. We just want to add a little something different to the podcast since we've been pretty much sticking with the same format for has it been two years i have no idea honestly i I mean we started i was trying to think about this last week when did we begin i I think it's been about two years because i I thought it was around the holidays well let's see we have 60 this is episode 60 something or is it three years 
well, if we do it every week. Well, we didn't before. Oh, yeah, right. Because, yeah, there were times we'd go like a month without doing one. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, whatever it is, it's been a long time. Yeah, and, we, and we've and we like switched sites that the uh, podcast is set on, so we don't have the initial dates. Necessarily. All right, here. Right. Episode one yeah. was April 25th, 2018. Oh, so okay. We're, we're coming up on two years, about a year and a half right now. Mm, I think your math... Well, no, oh, we're coming up on three years. years. Yeah, I was going to say your cow, yeah. I was going to say your math sucks. Oh, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> you know that better than anybody. Right. That's that's why we got into radio, so we didn't have to do math. Right. You're my math guy. When we're when we're next to each other. Yeah. Uh, remember being next to each other? That was fun. Yeah. Right. That time. All right. Let's get to those ask a fat questions, shall we? With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. First, ask a fat question comes from Jeff. So now that Jay is doomed Costco by singing the praises of the taco meal, does just the one Jay shops at explode or do they all burn down? (sighs) (laughs) It's such a it's such a I feel so bad. Dude, the maze thing has me shook. Like, I really feel like I am responsible for that. I and I now I'm hesitant to talk about anything anymore. I really am gun shy about it now, and I don't believe in that crap. Mm-hmm. But it, it's happened so frequently now that it's it is almost creepy. But let me just say this: if a Costco has to go, make it the Orland one because <laughs> the people in there, so bad. they I think they want COVID. I think they're trying to get it. You've got the no the exposed nose people. You've got the chin strap people. You've got the sneezing children with snot coming out of their face. You've got the person removing their mask to sneeze while checking out. Uh, it is just COVID hell at the Orland Park uh, Costco. So if one has to go, I guess it's probably best for all of us because it's, I, I swear to God, I, leaving that place, I get in the car and I'm like... <sighs> Good God, I, how did I survive that? It's it's like running a gauntlet in there. So we'll be going to Bolingbroke from now on just because it is absolutely terrifying in there. It's the Costco, um, it's the Costco version of the uh, Chappelle show print uh, print store. Why? Because F them. That's why. Right. <laughs> I love that. Someone posted the other day. What I don't remember where I saw this because Hope was asking me about it. I didn't actually see the tweet, but it said, what Chappelle line do you quote the most? And I was Ooh. like, oh, that's easy. And then 75 quotes came to mind. Yep. The, just from the pop copy one, where it's like, my butt is itching like crazy, but I took a shower. I say that all the time. <laughs> like, there's the, the, the F your couch. Yep. There's the the cold blooded when you mm-hmm. when you do someone wrong. Right. It's I mean, endless. game blouses. I <laughs> yes. Mean, God, I love that Chappelle show now that it hit Netflix. Like some people that hadn't seen it before are getting their first run and that it's getting new life because it's just so good. I've been I've been binging it. It's and it's, it's perfect. edgy, edgy as hell. And I think that that show probably cannot be made right now. Oh, no. The first episode couldn't air. No. By the way, Chappelle is kind of pissed about that. He hosted SNL last week. Yeah. And he's like, Chappelle shows on Netflix. And he was like, he was mad. Like, I guess he's not getting enough cut out of it or whatever. Oh, OK. But yeah, he seemed pissed about it. All right, let's let's steer the conversation from businesses I've destroyed. Uh, we've shared over the last couple of weeks on our Facebook page the uh, young man trying to get the cheese fountain going. Yes, one with no success. Then finally, he figured it out. So, in that spirit, our guy Russ Schneider asks us, "What food would you want to fountain?" 
Ooh. I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. I'll put barbecue sauce on anything. You just oh, give me man. just give me barbecue sauce and a fountain and I'm set. Dude, that's a great I hadn't even thought of that. But a barbecue sauce fountain is it would probably first of all it would work. Unless you're using like the sweet baby rays super thick, which is great. I love sweet baby rays. Oh yeah. That's like the utility barbecue sauce. Um, but if you got like a thinner, like a Carolina style or whatever, and you could just have plates around the fountain of like rib tips and pulled pork and hot links, you can just ru- oh my Rick, yeah. Oh, I'm 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 tapping out. I can't top that. I, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything that would be better than what you just said. What now? Really what would it be so. next level? Is if they could section it off so that each section has a different style of sauce based on what you have so if like i have brisket maybe i'll lean more towards a texas sauce whereas if i have pulled pork i'll lean towards that carolina i think there is a world of possibilities here and i think if we ever open a business uh they've got i love fries called i i love barbecue fountains yes <laughs> we'll just have several fountains at a station and uh oh man yeah is that is that going to be like the food version of a hookah bar <laughs> yes yes i love the idea and the other so the only thing i can think of that is close and it's already exists is the frosting fountain at krispy kreme when you go in there and they're making the donuts fresh and you could just see the the cascading waterfall of glaze yes oh i just want to lay down under that thing and just if i'm going to commit suicide that's how i'll do it just consuming pounds and pounds of krispy kreme glaze it's a good way to go I think so. I can think of worse ways. All right. This question is from follow the beam. My go-to choice at McDonald's is the triple cheeseburger. My wife would rather have three cheeseburgers than eat a triple. Which do you prefer? It depends. So McDonald's, it tends to be a little greasy and drippy which is fine, not a mm-hmm. criticism, it's just an observation. So I feel like a triple is going to make it really, really messy. Also, with the three singles, you're getting the same amount of meat, but you're getting triple the bread. So I don't know if there's a wrong answer. I think it's just sort of a person-to-person thing. But I'm more likely to go with, like, I'd probably more go with two McDoubles than a triple. That's how I would do it. Okay. So I don't. Th- I don't really don't think there's a wrong answer. It's it's how important is cleanliness to you is probably the the better question. Yeah, like I think I think part of the reason double cheeseburgers have always been a big thing is because I think the proportions are right of bread to meat. Like I think a double is where it's at. You get to triple, it's probably a little much. You get a single, depending on your place, can be not enough, and it feels like too much bread. That's why doubles are so. It, I know it wasn't one of the options, but if three patties is the goal, I would probably lean a, a double and a single more than a triple or three singles. That would be my yeah. idealized version. Okay. I like that. I think that makes sense. Uh, again, it's a burger. How there's really, you can't do, you can't go wrong. It's right. all about personal preference. Um, okay. Got one here uh, from a name I forgot to write down. So we'll call him Reginald. He says, <laughs> first name to pop in my head. Uh, do you have any superstitious foods? Okay. Mine would be, this is from Reginald. I'm playing golf. If I'm playing golf in the morning, I need McDonald's breakfast for a good round. Sausage egg and cheese McMuffin or McGriddle. Uh, number two, watching the 2016 Cubs, I would drink Coors Light and have blue raspberry meal water to keep me hydrated. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of athletes are superstitious. Ray Ferraro, the hockey player, mm-hmm. a former hockey player, now a broadcaster, they call him Chicken Parm because he had Chicken Parm before every game he ever played. Lucky. When I played football, every night before a game day, I would have a big plate of pasta and bread. That's where the spaghetti sandwich was invented. So now I would say probably before Addy was born, when sports had a different level of importance to me, um, if the, like the team was on a streak and when I used to go to every Hawks game, like if they won a game and I had the Southwest chicken wrap at the United center, I'd make sure I got that the next time. So it'd be more based on streaks than this is my lucky food. So I didn't have anything in particular, but I would just, if, if I had something that was keeping a streak alive, I would go with it until the streak ended. 
uh, during the 2005 White Sox playoffs. Normally, because I was a sophomore in college at the time, uh, <laughs> not to say that I would have been drinking when I was underage, but just theoretically. No, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, usually, uh, you know, how most campuses are either a bush light or an ice house uh, <laughs> campus, oh, oh. or I should say, or Keystone, <laughs> or oh, Keystone. Bush light, uh, by the way. Bush light, I think, is un- un- unfairly categorized in that category. Yeah. I think that is the best crappy beer. I agree. And okay. that's why uh, that was our default beer. Yep. But when that playoff started, I had Miller Lite sitting around. So I drank Miller Lite and the White Sox weren't losing any games. So I always made sure during their playoff games, I had Miller Lite around when I was able to watch. And lo and behold, what the what one of only two playoff games I was not able to watch live was the one that they lost to the Angels. Well, there so, you go. So, so it's your fault. Yeah, seriously. So I did, I didn't do that after the 2005 playoff run. Maybe that's why they haven't won since. Is I just <laughs> need to sit there for literally every game in the playoffs, you know, assuming they ever get there, and uh, and just drink Miller Lite, which, you know, twists my arm. I think that that's a burden you could take on for uh, your fellow Sox fans. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Sox fans right now will want to be drinking anyway. Yes. Oh, very true. <laughs> I mean, hey, th- they're not the only ones. <laughs> No, of course. <laughs> you know, the fans, the manager. The manager, yeah. yeah. Someone sent me uh my uncle sent me a socks logo. Yeah. Uh and instead of like the eighties socks logo, and instead of the guy batting, it was someone sitting in a driver's seat with a bottle of beer. Oh, I uh, thought I thought instead of like SOX across the chest, it had like a, a blood alcohol content number. <laughs> uh SO eight. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Uh, it was probably higher than that. All right. This next question (laughs) is from Micah for years. TV shows have had running gags like mystery meat and Bart Simpson's carts carton of milk. Do you have any food memory? Do you have any fond memories of foods from the school cafeteria? Oh, wow. That was, he threw me a curveball. I thought he was going to say TV foods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is easy. So at St. Lawrence, uh, very cool. The last two years of my time there. So 95, 96, they had a Taco Bell and pizza hut. So, and it wasn't like the full menu, but like Taco Bell would deliver, you know, whatever, 500 crunchy, crunchy tacos. You just take them if you want them. And pizza would give, you know, three of each sausage, cheese, pepperoni. But on Fridays, the mothers would make one dollar pizza slices so they would make homemade pizza you know they'd spread the dough out over like a giant cooking pan and just make thousands of slices of pizza for everybody and for whatever reason it was the best pizza ever because i don't know it was just something different it was a change of pace it was homemade and it said that we didn't get a lot so every friday everyone would bring a ton of singles to school because it was dollar pizza and even between class you would run in and grab a slice uh, th- that is my fondest cafeteria school meal menu item. I've told the story before about the fish sandwich at Lewis where my friend, it, it just immediately caused stomach problems. So one time he just bought it and threw it directly in the toilet. <laughs> yes. Telling me he was cutting out the middleman. That's another th- uh, story. But the, the homemade dollar pizzas at St. Lawrence remain one of my favorite food items ever. I have a good and a bad. I'll start with the bad because chronologically it happened first. Okay. I was in fourth grade and we had the stereotypical pizza, like giant sheet pizza that they cut into into like bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Craig, I'll never forget Craig Walker. All of a sudden, just like he looks up and he says something that I can't say here. And they were starting to uh, they were starting to the teachers were starting to get at him for swearing. And then he showed them the fact that there was a staple in his pizza. Ugh. Yeah. So the the you know they were like, okay, well, don't swear, but what is going on here? So that was a little uh, frightening. So I That's didn't off putting. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't get the pizza for a couple weeks, and then I got over it and I got the pizza again, and only kind of looked for the staple after that. <laughs> I don't think there were any other incidents. But then in high school, like I've, I've mentioned here quite a few times that like my high school was very much like not bougie or anything compared to a lot of them in my area. But 
my last couple of years when they kind of redid the cafeteria, there was a Krispy Kreme. Oh my god. There was Uno. And oh. and it was like just like the little personal uh pizzas and there was if I remember right there I think there was like a little like mini Starbucks too. I would have been dead. <laughs> if they had Uno and Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. With no with no parent like looking over your shoulder. Right. Or like I went to an all guy school, so no one gave a crap about anything. There was no shame in anything you did there. Oh my god, that would be horrible. That I I would be I'd be a corpse, a very fat that, corpse. Well, not anymore, but probably. All right, I got one here from P Mac. He says, "Have have you ever gone over thoughts on euros? Do you ever go to a place for a regular euro and a chicken euro? What's the ratio of how often you order regular to chicken?" I'm about three to one regular. One must is the chicken euro must be off the spit and you must keep the mustard sauce. Give me tzatziki. Now, the best part of this email from PMAC is he clearly Googled tzatziki and pasted it into the email. Is it a different different, font? It's a different font and a different size. (laughs) So PMAC, I appreciate that. That's really funny because it happens to me all the friggin' time. Yes. I have to say, Rick, and I think you might be in the same boat euros are a big blind spot for me i don't know why i just never grew up eating them i have no aversion to them i've had them before and i like them but i never when i go to a euro place or a place that has euros i Mm -hmm. should say i never order them i i don't know what the deal is and there's a place by me in homewood it might be hazelcrest called ariston's and everyone's like you got to go their euros are great and i'm just like yeah i so rarely have a craving for a euro i think i just have to get over it and start making it a regular part of things because it is on the menu for fats and it's just a, an item that for me is a blind spot. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Like there was a really good spot in uh in DeKalb when I was, you know, like in college especially, you're willing to try kind of whatever cuz you know like you feel like you're invincible. Uh well this place called Pita Pete's and like I would get I would get I would just end up getting other stuff while I was there, but they had euros too. And people would get them and they, you know, they look good and they, you know, people said they were fantastic and whatever. But like, I just never, I never did it myself. I I very rare, or I should say I very rarely decided to get the Euro. And now it's like, you don't get many places that are not like a a hot dog stand that are doing Euros. You know what I mean? To where it's like, well, I'll get a dog or I'll get a burger or God forbid, if they have a pizza puff, then it's all over. You know, like that type of thing. So, yeah. And once again, I'm not averse to them. I just never find myself picking them. Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon. I, I, I'm gonna have to make a point now of going and trying euros. I, I know I like them. I'm, I know I do. I've had them and I enjoy them. It's just never top of mind to purchase. All right. By the way, uh, Rick, I've waited too long to get to this. Let's make sure we get to it. We've been telling you for months about our friends at Doctor Squatch, and they keep coming out with new products like the hair care kit. They came out with the toothpaste. Well, guess what? This week, Dr. Squatch launched deodorant. At long last, people have been requesting deodorant from Dr. Squatch forever. Three cents, Fresh Falls, Bay Rum, Alpine Sage. Fresh Falls is a new scent. I ordered yesterday. Can't wait for it to arrive. The deodorant and soap set. So it's three sticks of deodorant and three bars of soap, all with the matching scents. They should be here in a couple days. Check this out. I'm telling y'all, Dr. Squatch is a great holiday gift. If you've got someone that's hard to buy for, like your dad, like your uncle, like whoever, and you're looking for that one little last gift to give it to put it over the edge, or you want to just get a whole set, right? They sell these bundles that save you a lot of money on Dr. Squatch. Head to drsquatch.com. Use that promo code I'm Fat20. You'll save 20% on your order. And uh, you're going to help the podcast at the same time. But I'm telling you, Hope and I, this morning, we're trying to dream up some gift sets for our friends. We're, we're saying we're going to make quarantine packs for everybody. So coffee and popcorn and decks of cards and things to keep people occupied. We're going to throw some Dr. Squatch in there as well for these people. And they're going to be thrilled. And they're going to become subscribers, too, because just like me, just like Rick, you try the product once and you fall in love with it. DrSquatch.com. Go try some new deodorant. But if you're brand new Get yourself some bars of soap. Get those thick bricks. Join Squatch Nation. DrSquatch.com. Promo code I'm Fat 20 to save. Did you say y'all? I do say y'all. Y'all is my new word. Uh, 
because I'm trying to phase people are going to yell at me for this because I'm so liberal. I'm sorry. I'm trying to phase guys out as a catch all. Okay. Because it's it's not inclusive. Sure. Guys is you know obviously and and I don't mean it that way. But some people take it that way. So I'm trying to th- I'm trying to use y'all a little more frequently. And I'm not going to lean into it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, y'all. You know, I'm not I'm not like hee-haw. Right. But I think y'all is a good. It's you all. You all. Okay. And I, I did spend two years of my life in Virginia. So I think I have uh, I have clearance on being able to use y'all. Okay. The next question. <laughs> You're not going to argue with me on that? Thank you. All no, right, no, I'm taking it. Nope. You, you gave me approval. Thank you. Oh, that's not approval. That's just like, oh, all right. <laughs> that, that's a Ron Coomer well if I've ever not heard one. Well, so right. this question is from Bob. Uh, are you going to eat that? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Unless next... it has mustard or mayo on it. Right. Okay. Next question. <laughs> that's literally all the question was. So I, I appreciated it. <laughs> Can I guess? I did not look. Is that Bob Yonka? Uh, it might be. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Okay, that just sounds like a guy I went to college with. All right, I uh, got one here from Chris. He says, hey, guys, listening to the last episode and heard you discussing Uncrustables. First off, absolutely they're okay for an adult meal, but you would need more than one. But the taco bites are complete trash. I took one bite and spat it out. I gave it to my dog, and he wouldn't even eat it. Stick to the original PB&J. Noted. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Yeah, we, we were looking up Uncrustables last week. And the taco ones, look, if they look bad on the box. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you get a box of Hot Pockets, they look like the greatest thing ever made. And then you have a Hot Pocket, you're like, all right, that wasn't quite as good as it looked, but it was fine. If they look bad on the box, like uncrustable taco bites do, it cannot be good and it can't taste good. Uh, Chris confirms. We got a couple of tweets confir- confirming the same thing that taco bites from uh, Uncrustables are absolute garbage. So good to know. Okay, this question is from Kyle. Is there a meal you ate one time that was really good, but have never been able to have again or find something that's really that close? Yes. The first time I tried sushi, I went out to dinner with um, Dan McNeil and Matt Spiegel, and I forget if it was Finfer or Chef. It was Finfer. I uh, went out for like a show meal. At I was going to say, if it's if it's sushi, it's probably Finfer. Yeah, it was Finfer. And that was more uh, as an anti-Shep's thing than anything else. Of course, as it should be. Um, and Japanese is a, I don't know if they're still open, but it's a high-end, you know, probably the best sushi I'll ever have living in Chicago experience. And that was the first time I had it, and I loved it. But ever since, I've been trying to get sushi that good, and I obviously can't find it. So I started at the top. And now everywhere I go that's not Japanese has been disappointing. So that's that's true. Side note, that that day I had bought a brand new like puffy vest from Eddie Bauer. Okay. And I leaned it over a uh like a little I don't know what you would call it, like a little shelf. I didn't know there was a light bulb on the other side of that wall, and it set my coat on fire in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like, a, you know, it wasn't like a, a fireball and people were running for the exits, but I had to slap my coat several times to put the fire out. And then there were down feathers like flying through the restaurant. So that was an inc- one of the most embarrassing moments in my life. And the coat was literally like four or five hours old. And I had to bring it back to Eddie Bauer. Like, look, I could come up with a story here, but I have nothing. Uh, I burnt this. Can I please exchange it? And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Whatever. We'll just, we'll just say it was damaged or whatever. That's so amazing. Shout out to the people at Eddie Bauer 10 years ago for hooking me up. Uh, mine was the carne asada I had from my ex-girlfriend's mom. Oh, my God. Hmm. It was I, I and it was the best carne asada I've ever had. And there were moments where after we had been broken up that I was kind of like, <laughs> Could I finagle this to where I just get more carne asada? Do I hate her enough to tolerate her? Right. Like, but like, you got to weigh it. Like, uh, is it the carne asada? Right. And is she dumb enough to let me back in <laughs> thinking that this could just be for the carne asada? Well, who ended it, Rick? Did you break up with her or her with you? Oh, no. She did with me. Oh, yeah, that complicates things. Yeah, a little bit. 
How fat were you when you broke up? Uh, not that fat. I was in college. So like, mm. let's see, it was end of fall semester. So I was probably around like 255. So like a good, I don't know what I weigh now because, you know, I haven't stepped on a scale in quite a while. So probably at least a good 70 pounds lighter than I am right now at minimum. Yeah, that ship has sailed. Um, yep. Nah, that's a shame. That's too bad. Well, she's also married and has a couple kids, so there's that. Oh, well, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to strategize for you. I can't come up with a plan. No, I think I'm screwed here. Yeah, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, well, just write for the recipe. Like, hey, it's been a while. Um, can I get that recipe for carne asada? Yeah. That'd be great. Please. You could try that. I'm sure that would work. Am All I? right, got one here from Tim. This is my last one, by the way. Love the podcast. I wanted to let Jay know that Addie's stance on Christmas lights illuminated prior to Thanksgiving is a cause my father's been championing since the 90s. Okay, so if you missed last week, when Addie sees Christmas decorations out, like lit up trees or whatever, she gets mad because it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And I respect my daughter's stance that Thanksgiving needs proper recognition. That's why on our Tee Public shop, we have the uh, Fat Guy Christmas Thanksgiving shirt. Check it out in our, our social media bios. But uh, Tim goes on. He says, since then, when my dad's out driving, if he sees a house with lights on prior to having eaten his turkey, he will honk at the house in protest as he drives by. It's a beloved tradition in our family known as Honksgiving. Please tell Addie to keep up the good fight. Again, love the podcast. Best, Tim. So I think we're going to have to start participating in Honksgiving. But people are, the problem with Honksgiving is people are going to think it's an approval. Right. So I think just screaming F you out the window is probably better. Sure. Yeah, I'll teach Addie to do that. Yeah. Nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad could happen there. Did I ever tell you we try to trick her into swearing all the time? No. <laughs> We're like, Addie, what's that show? It's got, you know, Eugene Levy and Dan Levy, and it's this rich family. They moved to this small town. Some kind of creek. What is that called? And she's like, I'm not saying it. And she'll say, Shirts Creek. And uh, <laughs> there was a, we saw uh, some graffiti that said, like, F something, F someone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Addie, what's that graffiti say? She's like, I'm not saying I go, did you read it? Yeah. I go, Eddie, don't read swear words. And I just scream at her. <laughs> it's a fun game we play. <laughs> but she won't so... swear, which is, I guess that's good. Yeah. Better yeah. person than either of us. That's for damn sure. We also give her the finger if she irritates us. Really? Yeah. It's great because she gets, because every time it surprises her and her reaction is priceless. Did she, has she gotten to the point where uh, where it's actually like a badge of courage to get the to get the middle finger? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a joke. Not of it's, courage. You know, it's like when she's, you know, Dad, can you give me a water? I'll just slowly raise the finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Do you go or, for any of the old school that where you're? Do you like you know, like reel it in or like wind it up or anything? Oh yeah, I've done all kinds of things okay. like that. The 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 guns. Yeah. Uh, the previously mentioned uh, E, the chubby baby. Yeah. Was the first child to give me the finger, which is why she will always have a special place in my heart. Nice. And she gave me the rapid fire, like backing away, like you know the Homer Simpson meme where he's falling into quicksand. Yes. Giving the finger. It was like that. I got that from from E, uh, which was lovely. That was a. And she was, I think, six at the time. That's awesome. And a small tear came to my eye as I said, this <laughs> this child is it's my kind of child. She used to be fat, and now she's giving me the finger. This is amazing. All right. Last question is from Ben. What do you consider to be the essential fat beverage? Can it be anything but beer? I was going to say a shake. A shake. See that? Hmm. Is a shake a beverage? I suppose if you drink it through a straw, this is a new hot dog as a sandwich, right? Is a shake a beverage? I think you're right. I think a shake is a beverage. Yeah, I've never thought of it as anything but a beverage. Yeah, that could be it. By the way, uh, I told you, Addie used to have a food dye allergy, so she couldn't have anything with food in it. Or yeah. with, with food in it. <laughs> with, with food dye in it, like yeah. red number five, whatever. Yeah. She's since grown out of that, so she oh, tried nice. her first Slurpee. She was very big fan of the slurpee the slurpee i love a slurpee delicious uh but yes the shake is a great fat guy beverage i think that's a champion um and any kind really you can't go wrong all right so we're excited for next week because it's our last episode before thanksgiving also known as fat guy christmas so just get those questions in get your thanksgiving questions in anything you want us to go through uh i know we'll probably have to some of this has probably been stated in previous years but we always get new people coming through that don't have the time to go back and listen to all the other episodes so we'll go over some of our stances 
I know one that uh, that I have that a decent amount of people disagree with is how I prefer my cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that. We got a lot of good stuff to get to. A reminder, all the social medias at I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. The Patreon, check that out. The two new shirts, along with what we've already had on T Public, use them for, you know, get them as Christmas presents. That's always a good option as well. And subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And check out our sponsor, David Hochberg, 56david.com, or give him a call, 855-56-DAVID. And also check out Dr. Squatch. Get 20% off with our promo code, I'm Fat 20 So for Jay, I'm Rick, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.